In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. It's all about Jesus. It is all about him. What you do with Jesus is a game changer. It's a game changer. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, this Equipping in 10 is unique in that we took it from Jim's Facebook Live message on finding joy in the midst of COVID-19. All these videos during COVID-19 can be found on our website, www.meninthearena.org under the equip drop down. Enjoy this episode. Hey, I want to get into this with you guys. I'm really, really excited about this. Again, we're a few days now, almost halfway into our eight part series called Clear 2020 in COVID 19. Yesterday, I spoke to you about Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and we've been dealing with this, this, uh, concept not of social distancing but of vocational isolation and how do we deal with life when we're isolated uh, not only socially isolated or socially distanced but vocationally isolated from those who we care about and 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 in our work environment and so so far we've discussed and, and yesterday we talked about having total target fixation on jesus remember i had the now my grandpa's world war ii knife that he carried on every mess, mission Today we're going to take this concept of target fixation a little bit further because one of the questions that men have been asking during this time is, how do I experience joy when I feel so much loneliness, despair, and anxiety? I mean, I'm depressed. I may be losing my, not me personally, but I may be losing my job. Uh, I may be... Uh, I'm on leave, or my wife lost is on leave, or lost her job. Uh, I have a relative who's sick. Is the economy going to collapse? You know, I'm having a hard time. People are saying to me, I'm having a hard time experiencing joy because I'm so freaked out over things. So how do I experience this joy that I'm supposed to have as a Christian in the midst of uh, experiencing all these other emotions and all of these, all of these other happenings? Well, so we dealt with the uh, last couple days, Hebrews 12.1, it says this, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, remember this, let us lay aside or let us throw off anything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with endurance the race marked out for us. Verse 2 from yesterday, fixing our eyes, fixing our gaze on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. 
And that's what we've dealt with so far. Today we're going to jump in to the last part of verse 2. But before I do that, I want to say this. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you jump on over to our website, uh, meninthearena.org. And if you go over there, right on the home page is a, a free offer of my bathroom book for men. The guys love this book. This is such a great book. We're going to give the electronic version to you for free. And so you get that and then we'll add you to our equipping blast for men and you'll get a weekly equippings. There's no marketing involved at all. It's just strictly equipping you as men in the arena because you are our MVP. So head on over to menarena.org and check that out. Also, if you miss one of these episodes, one of these teaching times, if you go to menarena.org slash enlist, scroll down to COVID-19 videos, you can see all of these videos uh, whenever you want. You can share them with your friends and, and that'll really help you out. And so really appreciate you jumping over to our website. If you have any questions, you can always reach us at info at meninthearena.org. So let's dive into today. So we're going to start off today with Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2b. And it says this, who for the joy set before him. So we're talking about today, how do I experience joy? How do I see joy in the midst of all this other turmoil? So how do I, how do I see literally beyond the, the turmoil and to this thing called joy. And I want to say this to you. Joy is something, joy is what happens in you. Happiness is what happens to you. Now, as a follower of Jesus, we need to get really introspective here and go, okay, okay Lord, I trust you. You're living in me. I'm not going to allow the emotions and the frustrations of what is happening out there to affect what is going on in here. Because joy is what happens in you. Happiness is what happens to you. So Jesus, it says, for the joy set before him. So I can live with clear 2020 vision during COVID-19 as I completely trust our Savior who took the pain, this is important, I can trust the Savior, I have joy in my life because I have a Savior who took my pain on the cross. You can trust a Savior like that. Now let's talk about this from a relational standpoint. I see Mike Goins is watching. He's our, a volunteer board chairman for our, our ministry and oversees our finances. He puts in tons of time for this ministry. He, he sacrifices Un, untold hours for the ministry. I trust him implicitly because he takes the pain of the ministry. Dale Culver is the same way. These men who, who, who jump into the fray and from a relational standpoint, listen to me, from a relational standpoint, now think about husband-wife relationship. For, sorry, Mike, I'm not, I'm not proposing. From a relational standpoint, trust or pain Taken equals, equal sign, trust earned. Pain taken equals trust earned. Have you ever thought about why Western women have such a hard time submitting to men? It's because they're married to men who refuse to sacrifice themselves to their wives. They're married to men who refuse to take the pain for their wife's gain. When you're willing to take the pain, there are a lot of lazy husbands out there, a lot of lazy fathers out there. When you're willing to take the pain for someone, you that is trust earned. Pain taken 
equals trust earned from a relational standpoint. Jesus said the night before he was crucified, greater love has no one than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. Jesus is saying to those guys, you guys can trust me. I'm getting ready to lay down my life for you. So I want to, I want to explain something to you. This is a really unique passage. This, this expression for the joy set before him, uh, it's, it's problematic with commentators because it's difficult to translate, okay? So there, there's a Greek word, anti, that before, anti. This, this word literally means instead of, in place of, or for the sake of. And so it's very problematic. Hey, Joni, how you doing? It's very problematic to translate for translators. A more accurate translation of Hebrews chapter 12 to be is, who for the joy set before him of saving the human race, he endured the cross. So it's, it's a different translation. So as we look at this, we can say, okay, so his joy... His joy was there. It was in, remember, joy is what happens in you. Happiness is what happens to you. Jesus had joy. Even though he was scorning the cross, he had joy in the moment because he knew what it was going, what was going to happen next. So he was targeted. Jesus had target fixation on your salvation. And because he was fixated on something greater than the moment of the cross... Your salvation, he was able to endure the shame and the pain of the cross for your salvation. He took the pain, and he can be trusted. Now, now, just now, when somebody takes your pain, when, when they can see beyond the pain to something greater, all the guys are going, yeah, I don't know. But every mom listening right now gets what I'm saying. Because pregnancy is one of those moments and I don't know about you, but my wife, when she gave birth to our first son, I had so, no painkillers. She just went in there and did this thing. I was so impressed that she could take that pain and deliver this baby. It was awesome for me. A woman has the ability to see through the pain. There, it's really, you know, I've passed eight kidney stones. And I had them in a, a, bar, a jar. I told Shanna, hey, baby, I'm going to make you earrings. I don't know what happened, but those all those kidney stones are gone. Uh, they just disappeared. But a kidney stone, there's nothing beyond the pain. It's pain. You don't know when you're going to pass that thing. It's a nightmare. Childbirth, there's joy on the other side of the labor pains. Now, I don't understand this, but this is what I, I hear from my wife and other women. There's joy on the other side of the labor pains. And so you, can, you experience the joy because you know what's coming next. And so Jesus experienced the joy on the cross and from the cross because he knew what was coming next, the salvation of the human race. So it says, Hebrews chapter 12 goes on, it says, He endured the cross, scorning its shame. During COVID-19, we can have 2020 clarity and see beyond social distancing and vocational isolation and potential economic devastation in your personal and in our nation, when we realize this truth, Jesus looked beyond the pain to our salvation. So we can look beyond the pain that we're experiencing now to something greater in our lives. I believe this. I mean, I've got three, this is a picture of my three sons. 
And this is taken in 2000, uh, 2005 or six. Uh, James, my oldest, he's now 26. He was baptized on this trip. So this is a memorable trip for us. This is the day my son was baptized. To see the joy beyond childbirth, to see these young men growing up, and to, to watch our children have children. It's a beautiful thing. To see beyond these things. We can have clarity and we can have joy. And here's what I believe, men, men, women, whoever's watching. Instead of focusing on the devastation and the, 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 the questions and the challenges around COVID-19, what if you were to say, when I pop out, pop out on the other end, I'm going to be a better human being. I'm going to be a more committed follower of Jesus. I'm going to be a better husband or wife. I'm going to be a better parent. What if you focused on that? Well, then you have joy in the pain because you know on the other side you're going to be better. What happens with people that are struggling right now is they can't see beyond this uh, very, very small window of their life that's called COVID-19. We need to see beyond. I want to tell you something. This is out of Expositor's Bible Commentary. I want to read to you from that commentary. If one scorns a thing, one had normally nothing to do with it. But scorning its shame means rather that Jesus thought so little of the pain and shame involved, he didn't bother to avoid it. So Jesus thought so little of this little world of, of a, a, you know, one day, 24 hours of pain, he realized that in the big picture, this 24-hour uh, of pain was nothing compared to your salvation and my salvation. 1 Peter 2.24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might die to sin and live for righteousness, for by his wounds you were healed. And see, Jesus knew that. He knew that. It's like a woman giving birth. She knows there's something better over here. Jesus knew there was something better over there. You and I, during COVID-19, we have to know that there's something better beyond. If we get caught in this world with our head down, moping around in depression and despair, we get lost. See what happens, guys, gals. Where is our focus? Are we fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfect of our faith? Chapter 12, verse 1. Are we living with a vertical gaze? Because as soon as we stop taking our eyes off the vertical king of kings and moving to the horizontal plane of this reality, we get hindered. We, we, we fall into a lot of these worldly issues that we struggle with during COVID-19. Will I have a job? Will I be able to pay the bills? Will I get sick? Am I already sick and will I infect somebody I care about without knowing it? So many things are going on right now instead of focusing vertically on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because it's all about Jesus. And once we make it all about Jesus, and I'm a simple man and I believe this, when we make it all about Jesus, things start to shift and turn in our direction. So not only did Jesus take our pain, not only did Jesus have the brilliant ability to see beyond the pain of that, that, that cycle of crucifixion and torture and dying, see beyond that pain to a greater salvation for mankind. He did this, but then after that, he stepped out of death, resurrected, and sits at the throne of God. 
He is our Savior, and you cannot keep a good Savior down. And that is what he did for us. The Bible says that he sat down, chapter 12, verse 2, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I want to close with this today and say this before we say, have a great weekend. We live with clear 2020 during COVID-19 when we can see beyond, remember, where is Jesus seated? According to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, in witness stadium. Therefore, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. So Jesus somehow sat down in this witness stadium at the right hand of God. He is sitting there. And what we need to do, and this is what I want to encourage you to do during COVID-19, is to not see this way, but to see this way. See beyond the cloud of faces. See beyond the, the economic disaster that is potentially looming. See beyond a crisis in your family because of finances. See beyond you know uh, people that you're, af you're, you're, you're afraid might get sick from COVID-19. To see beyond all of those things and to focus on this one thing. Colossians 3.1 Therefore, since you've been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things above, vertical, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. If our focus isn't vertical on Jesus, it will go, our default setting as humans, because we are born into sin, our default sitting is horizontal focus. It is not a vertical focus. But as a follower of Jesus now, we seek God, we train ourselves to pursue him and to make our focus vertical. Because he is a savior who is worthy of trust. Because he took my pain and he was able to see this is a wonderful thing to imitate Jesus. To imitate Jesus really is wonderful to see to be like Jesus. And have the ability to see beyond this short, short window of pain, beyond something greater. You may say, well, I mean, Jesus was just, some of you listening to this may say, well, Jesus was a good man and a good teacher. You know, he, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I believe this stuff. Well, let me tell you, I want to read something to you. And I just want to read this. It's called One Solitary Life. This is about Jesus. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another obscure village where he worked in a carpenter shop until, shop until he was 30. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never went to college. He never visited a big city. He never owned a home. He never married and had children. He never traveled, listen to this, more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things usually associated with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33 years old when his friends ran away. One of them, one of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies and went through mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While dying, his executioners gambled for his clothing, oh, the only property he had on earth. When he was dead, he was laid in, uh, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Over 20 centuries have come and gone, and today, Jesus is the central figure of the human race and the leader of mankind's progress. All the armies that have ever marched, all the navies that have ever sailed, all the parliaments that have ever sat, all the kings that have ever reigned, put together, 
have not affected the life of mankind on earth as powerfully as this one solitary life. You can trust him, my friends. In fact, you will never be your best version in the midst of COVID-19 or beyond without radical devotion. Not just this whole I'm a Christian thing. I'm over it. I'm not talking about being a Christian. Everybody I know says that. It's about being a committed follower of Jesus Christ. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Is your horizontal gaze fading and blurring? And is your vertical stare increasing every day as you follow Jesus? It's all about Jesus. It is all about him. What you do with Jesus is a game changer. It's a game changer. Hebrews 12, 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfect of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want you to think about this today. We're talking about joy, guys, gals. We're talking about how do you have joy in the midst of all of this? How do you, as a man or woman of God, have joy in the midst of people getting sick and dying by the thousands? How do you have joy in the midst of potentially losing your job or maybe you're on leave or maybe you've been furloughed? How do you have joy in the midst of an economy that is hanging on by a thread? Our economy is a house of cards. How do you have joy in all of that? Fixing your eyes on Jesus. So here's what I want you to ask yourself and answer this morning, this afternoon. I want you to think about the current events of our world and our country. And I want you to ask yourself, where is my horizontal focus robbing my joy? Remember, Joy is what happens in you. Remember, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Remember, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The King of kings, the God of gods dwells in you if you follow Jesus. Joy is what happens in you. Happiness is what happens to you. So my question, friends, is what in your life, I want you to identify it. I want you to take a pin and stick a hole in it. What is robbing you of your joy right now? Name it. Call it out. What is robbing you of your joy? Because whatever it is, it's hindering you from being your best version in Christ. And Christ wants you to walk in your best version. What is robbing you of your joy? And if you have any questions, remember, hit us up, info at meninthearena.org. Uh, make sure you, if you missed any of these messages, you can go check them out on our website as well. We have a glitch in our website. I need to tell you about this. There's something going on on our website we don't know what it is. We have to figure out what, what's going on with it. But you cannot get to our website right now unless you actually type the address in, www.meninthearena.org. If you Google search it, you won't find it. There's some weird thing going on we're trying to identify. But I want to help you out. want to let you know that, okay? So, hey, until Monday, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty, grind it out, experience the joy within you, and be a man or woman.
Men in the Arena is a non-profit, crowd-funded organization that exists to inspire men to become their best version. We're able to freely offer this podcast, weekly equipping blasts, discussion forums, plus our small group resources to the three M's, active military, missionaries, and men in underdeveloped nations. This could only happen because of a large group of generous donors like you. You can find out more about how to support our ministry at meninthearena.org. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.